This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Dancing Man. The sea of supporters. Could this be the next Trump super spreader event? How many freaking times can we say wear your mask? And marching with mom, Judge Amy's family. My daughter, Julia, my daughter, Tess, my daughter, Vivian, and my son, Liam. Then hot pursuit. He's got a knife! The cop giving chase to the guy who just stabbed him in the neck. Stop right now! Then, the most famous athlete in the world, stricken with COVID-19. COVID-19 second wave. The numbers are alarming. And what happened to Holly? The search for the missing mom who was touring a national park after losing her job in the pandemic. Just want to bring her home. Plus, prime pickings. How to spot the incredible deals on Amazon Prime Day and what you should hold off on. They're really trying to uh, cater to consumer taste right now during the pandemic. And the 2 a.m. door knock everyone's talking about. Will you answer your phone? The next door neighbors. And they both just won a Nobel Prize. You've won the Nobel Prize. Plus, the new bachelorette. She's the oldest contestant ever. Guess what? I'm the oldest bachelorette. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. President Trump made his first campaign appearance since being hospitalized for COVID-19. And if there was concern that attendees of the rally in Florida might be at risk for coronavirus, it wasn't evident given the close proximity of the mostly maskless crowd. Campaign Can-Can. Eager to show he is fit and well, the president boogied to YMCA at his rally in Florida last night. He was in high spirits, feeding off the energy of 7,000 adoring supporters. I can feel, I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and them. Everybody, I'll just give you a big fat kiss. The audience was packed together. Most did not wear masks, even after Trump tossed them into the crowd. This is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis walking around, high-fiving people in the crowd. The rally is alarming health officials today. All of that contributes to people potentially getting infected. Uh, We have seen several of his rallies in the past have fueled cases and even hospitalizations. It's going to be a busy week of battleground rallies for Trump. Tonight, he heads to Pennsylvania. Wednesday, North Carolina and Iowa. Then back to Florida Thursday and Friday. This weekend, he's in Ohio and Wisconsin. 
Reporters from the nation's leading newspapers, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal and Washington Post are boycotting the rallies, saying it's just not safe. At least three White House correspondents who covered the president have tested positive for the virus in the last couple of weeks. We are still seeing aides not wearing masks. We're seeing the president not wearing masks. So some folks are, are opting not to head out on these trips with him. Really states that should be in the bag for President Trump right now. That's an indication. It got nasty when the crowd tried to drown out right CNN's now, Jim Acosta during a live shot. He fired right back the at them. Here. This crowd is chanting that there are members of the press here who suck. I should also point out, Wolf, what also sucks, getting the coronavirus. Joe Biden's events are much smaller and socially distanced. His supporters stayed in their cars, honking their horns instead of clapping. Today, he's facing new questions about his cognitive skills after he couldn't recall Mitt Romney's name. I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon, the governor. He also apparently forgot what race he's running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. The president, meanwhile, is escalating his feud with Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is demanding that the Trump campaign stop using him in their ads. I can't imagine that anybody could be doing more. By doing this against my will, he says, they are in effect harassing me. What would you say if uh, I told you I heard that the Trump campaign was actually preparing to do another ad featuring you? You know, that would be terrible. I mean, that would be outrageous if they do that. Um, in fact, that might actually come back to backfire on them. I, I hope they don't do that. Today, Trump is firing back, comparing Dr. Fauci's COVID predictions to his pitching, which, as we all saw this summer, is pretty terrible. Tony's pitching arm is far more accurate than his prognostications, Trump tweeted. Supreme Court nominee Judge Amy Coney Barrett was back in the hot seat in Washington, facing questions today from senators on issues likely to come before the court. But the judge had a lot of moral support from her large family there by her side. It's the Barrett Bunch. Judge Amy Coney Barrett's large family took center stage at her confirmation hearings today. Six of her seven impeccably behaved children filed into the hearing room along with her husband. The family did great. Y'all clean up well. You look good. And the kids won the heart of California Senator Dianne Feinstein, one of the judge's fiercest critics. I was wondering if you might introduce us to them. Sure. So I have my husband, Jesse, my son, JP, my daughter, Emma, my daughter, Juliet, my daughter, Tess, my daughter, Vivian, and my son, Liam. And then behind them are my um, six siblings who are with me today. My sister, Vivian, my sister, Eileen, my brother, Michael, my sister, Megan, and my sister, Amanda, and my sister, Carrie. Judge Barrett's brood includes two adopted from Haiti and an eight-year-old child with Down syndrome who was not present. You don't have a magic formula for how you do it and handle all the children and your job and your work. It's improv. <laughs> yes, yes. The 48-year-old Joris was asked about George Floyd's death at the hand of cops. My 17-year-old daughter, Vivian, who's adopted from Haiti, um, all of this was erupting. It was very difficult for her. Um, we wept together in my room. My children to this point in their lives have had the benefit of growing up in a cocoon where they have not yet experienced hatred or violence. Judge Barrett my was bombarded with complex legal questions, but the whip-smart jurist answered them to. without notes. Most of us have multiple notebooks and notes and books and things like that in front of us. Can you hold up what you've been referring to and answering our questions? 
Is there anything on it? Uh, that letterhead that says United States Senate. That's impressive. She returned to mommy mode when she told the senators she wouldn't let her personal opinions impact her Supreme Court decisions. Nobody wants to live in accord with the law of Amy. I'm sure my children don't even want to do that. So I can't as a judge. The hearings conclude on Thursday. Now some wild police body cam video of a sheriff's deputy chasing a man with a knife. The deputy ended up being stabbed, but law enforcement experts say it could have been a lot worse. A sheriff's deputy does what he can to de-escalate a showdown with a troubled 21-year-old man. Running's not going to help. The drama started when the young man's family became concerned about the state of his mental health and called police. He fled into the woods. That's when a deputy caught up with him and tried to calm him. Are you scared? Yeah. He tries to detain Nicholas Ferguson. Suddenly, it all goes horribly wrong. You're still not in trouble. But obviously, I can't trust you not to run anywhere. All right, so come on, come on. I'm going to put you in handcuffs for now, okay? okay. Cops say Ferguson pulled a knife and stabbed the deputy in the neck. He stabbed me, he's got a knife! The young man hey, takes stop. off again. Stop! Stop right now! You can see the deputy's pistol in his hand, but he switches it for a non-lethal taser. Other deputies show up and handcuff Ferguson. I got stabbed in the neck. Then they stem the blood with a special gauze known as quick clot. He spent the night in the hospital, but uh, he got stitches and, and he's out. He's going to make a full recovery. Matter of fact, he's ready to go back to work. Wow. Suspect's been charged with attempted felony murder of a law enforcement officer. He's one of the most famous athletes in the world. Now soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo reveals that he has tested positive for COVID-19. And this photograph is raising concerns because it shows him out to dinner with his team just hours before sharing the news that he had the infection. Les Trent reports. The most famous athlete in the world has COVID-19. Hunky Cristiano Ronaldo is best known in the USA for his sexy TV commercials. Now the 35-year-old legend confirms he has tested positive one day after this photo with his teammates having dinner in close quarters was taken. On Sunday, he played in a big game in France, and there's now concern it could turn into a super spreader event. The news comes amid dire warnings that the feared second wave may already be here. There was a feared second wave now underway cases on the rise in more than half the country. The numbers are alarming. 50,000 new cases a day in America. We're in a bad place now. We've got to turn this around. The jump in cases is being driven by what's known as pandemic fatigue. Too many people are letting their guard down. And experts are warning that you may want to think hard before participating in any small gatherings, particularly with Halloween and Thanksgiving just around the corner. You have these moments when we're, and all of us at, at home are in these moments as well, where we're in a poorly ventilated indoor space. One person's got the virus. They, spe they speak. It comes out of their mouth, bounces around the walls for an hour, and infects half a dozen others. There's also a potential setback in the promising vaccine being tested by Johnson & Johnson. Phase three of the trial was suspended after one volunteer became ill. This scientist, Josiah Zayner, isn't waiting for an FDA-approved vaccine. He injected himself with a do-it-yourself vaccine. Me and three other people decided to do an experiment and test and see whether this vaccine 
when tested on ourselves, could give us antibodies that could possibly protect against the coronavirus. Zayner believes it worked. Others caution, do not try this at home. One of the concerns that we've had so far is people trying their own home experiments for what they believe are COVID therapies. And in a number of circumstances, people have died doing just that. When this mother lost her job as a nanny because of the pandemic, she decided to go on a road trip and visit some of America's national parks. Now she's disappeared. Her emotional daughter spoke with Jim Murray about how she continues to hope that her mother will be found. A desperate search is underway for a missing mother. 38-year-old Holly Courtier has been missing for six days. Holly disappeared after she went hiking in the rugged hills of Zion National Park in Utah. Investigators found her car outside the park. There was a receipt for a backpack, which her daughter believes her mom took with her. The backpack was large enough to hold critical supplies, but her daughter is worried that time is running out. I just want to bring her home because I, I feel that she is hurt and can't, can't get the help that she needs. We spoke to her daughter, Kaylee Chambers. Kaylee recently celebrated her 19th birthday, taking a hike with her mother in the same park. It was a wonderful experience, and I fell in love with the place, and I know that she did too, and it, this place holds such a special place in her heart. Like so many Americans, Holly recently lost her job in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, so she planned to convert her van and tour America's greatest national parks as she waited for the pandemic to peter out. Her family is now fearful that her quest for adventure may have cost her her life. I will go out there by myself until I find her, and I will not give up on her because I know she wouldn't give up on me. Kaylee says her mom is an experienced hiker who often hiked alone. It's a big deal to win a Nobel Prize, and when the co-winner of the Nobel Prize for Economics didn't answer his phone, his partner in the award-winning research dashed over to his house to tell him because it turns out they're neighbors. And that moment that the news was shared was captured by the doorbell camera. We're learning more about that remarkable knock in the middle of the night, delivering the news that the sleeping neighbor had just won the Nobel Prize. Oh. A professor with his wife in tow had the life-changing news to share with his neighbor. It's 2.15 in the morning. Paul? Uh -huh. it's, it's Bob Wilson. Yeah. They finally reached Professor Paul Milgram on Nest Cam. His phone had been on Do Not Disturb so he could get a good night's rest. And get this, his wife, who was in Sweden, watched the entire scene play out on her phone after receiving a security camera notification. You've won the Nobel Prize. And so they're trying to reach you, but they cannot. They don't seem to have a number for you. We gave them your cell phone number. Paul Milgram is in shock. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The neighbor who's knocking, Professor okay. Bob Wilson, also has reason to celebrate. He's the co-winner of the Nobel Prize for Economic Science for their work in auction theory. He was knocking at the door and telling me that we had won uh, the Nobel Prize. These brainiacs live across the street from each other in Stanford, California, located right by prestigious Stanford University. Imagine that, two neighbors winning the Nobel Prize. Is this the smartest city in America? Actually, yes, it is. Stanford was recently crowned brainiest city in the U.S. Oh. Now we know why. You've won the Nobel Prize. In a nutshell, The Economist won the Nobel Prize for coming up with a new way for the government to auction off public resources like mineral rights or access to radio waves. Congratulations. 
next, Prime Pickings. How to spot the incredible deals on Amazon Prime Day and what you should hold off on. They're really trying to con- uh, cater to consumer taste right now during the pandemic. Plus, the new Bachelorette. She's the oldest contestant ever. Guess what? I'm the oldest Bachelorette. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Today is Amazon Prime Day, and Mercagliano tells us about the best deals. It's an online shopping frenzy. Prime Day is back. Today is Amazon Prime Day. It's normally in July, but was delayed because of the pandemic. But it's in full swing right now with deals that rival Black Friday. Except you don't have to worry about getting caught in those insane stampedes. This Toshiba TV regularly $449 slashed to $299, a $150 savings. And these Apple AirPods listed for $159 right now, $114 while they last. They're really trying to uh, cater to consumer tastes right now during the pandemic, which is largely stay at home. So a lot of the items that you're going to see discounted are electronics, um, personal care items, things that you can use outdoors, since that's how we're trying to socialize these days, rather than the traditional items like party dresses, because nobody's going to a large gathering. Amazon isn't the only retailer offering big savings. Lots of brick and mortar stores are battling it out for customers offering competitive deals. Macy's is discounting thousands of items, 60% off sheets, 10 to 50% off toys and technology. Target is also jumping on the bandwagon. These Beats headphones regularly $349 slashed to $199. But before you go nuts filling up that online cart, some tips. Remember, we're well out of the holiday season. We still have Black Friday. We still have Cyber Monday. These are going to be huge online events with very deep discounts. So you may want to space out some of your shopping. Good advice. When we come back, the new Bachelorette quits before the show even airs. Lots of drama on The Bachelorette before tonight's season premiere even airs. Megan Alexander spoke with the new Bachelorette who quit before she could even hand out those roses. At age 39, Claire Crawley is the oldest Bachelorette in franchise history. I'm the Bachelorette. Why do you think so many people make a big deal about your age? However long it takes to find your right person, it shouldn't matter your age. And also, I don't ever see them discussing men's age going for younger women or that the fact that, that their age plays a part in them being the bachelor. Production was shut down in March due to the pandemic. When filming resumed in July, the entire season was shot in one location at the La Quinta Resort in Palm Springs, California. Talk about filming this show in the middle of a pandemic. We were 100% safe. They went above and beyond with protocols and all the health and safety stuff to ensure that we had a normal um, interactive season with each other. Mystery surrounds the show. It's said to be one of the most shocking in franchise history. The path we're on right now, it doesn't end well. For you, for the guys, for anybody. Congratulations, you've just blown up The Bachelorette. Even The Bachelor contestants are bewildered by what happens. I don't know what that means. Like, okay, do we get a new Bachelorette in here? Is there any truth to the rumor that you left the show and somebody replaced you? You'll have to see, obviously, how this season plays out. But I stayed stayed for the entirety of my journey on this show. 
When we come back, why one little boy is shaving his head. Finally today, a little boy says goodbye to his full head of hair. Are you gonna go this little boy wants to shave his head. Okay, what are we gonna go do right now? Get bald. There it goes. So why does he like the bald look so much? All to look like grandpa. <laughs> Loves his grandpa and it will grow back. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Wear your mask and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show, because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.